welcome to the Good Anime Palette Podcast. This is episode 10. I am your co-host, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, as usual, with Will. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's a terrible day. Rain is fucking awful. It wasn't raining that hard when we were downstairs. Uh, it was, oh, man. I, I, I would say that, like, the rain kind of just came out of nowhere. Like, we knew that it was going to be a terrible, like, weather week in Hong Kong, but I think I was on my way off work heading home and then all of a sudden like you, i just felt like a splash of water in my face i looked up and then suddenly like the, the rain started pouring and the winds were fast as fuck as well so even if you stood in shelter the rain started coming in horizontally sideways yeah it was awful it was fucking terrible and i, I was just dumb because i was so tired from work that i left my umbrella at home luckily i was like undercover and i was able to find shelter to get to like my bus stop to get home but it was just bad vibes all around. You see, you just got to do what I do and put umbrellas and everything under the sun in your bag. I had, so you're no, prepared I, I for... Didn't have, I had one of the, the, the big boy umbrellas, which I you know is useless if you don't have it on you. So I, like, now I actually have like one of those little small little mini umbrellas just in case. Right. So, uh, raining aside, how's anime? How's uh, manga? Okay. So, in preparation for today's episode... Despite my busy work schedule, I managed to actually complete and or consume a fuck ton of shit. Wait, wait okay. So we're not going to name animes yet. But no, no, no. This is we're going to reveal these later on in. But like, a I could topic. think of at least sixty something episodes or more. For way, sure, way more. Yeah, way more. Way more. And Minimum. Also just basically hours and hours and hours of shit. For you guys, of course, this is purely for the anime palette pockets, but also, you know, for the fact that, like, I, you know, really did enjoy what I've watched and read. So it's all been good. Yeah, we haven't been watching much seasonal stuff as a group. Oh, it's been hard to keep it up, man. I mean, like, we were behind on VV, we're behind on Shadow's House, we're behind on um, uh, To Your Eternity. But there's even some stuff from, like, the previous season, like, for example, like, Actually, this would probably be like a pretty good segue into like one of the news articles we should talk about, right? We've actually been really behind on Wonder Egg, and uh, okay, well, we, uh, be- before you go on Wonder Egg, though, I-, I have thirty-eight anime on hold on my Mal. Yeah, it has never been that many. I probably have around a dozen or so, but that's because like I don't like start as much. It's more just like mostly been seasonals. But I think you've got actually like you know a whole anime backlog that you started and. Because of the the weight of your schedule, <laughs> I mean, it cleared up recently, but then new homework, new podcast homework showed up. So, um, we actually will not. Usually, we start off our episodes with what you've been watching or reading, but we are not going to do that. Instead, we're going to go straight into the news because we actually have been watching and reading quite a bit. But that goes into our main discussion topic. I think that's becoming kind of a trend, isn't it? It's hard to balance everything, right? Like as much as you want to keep up with the seasonals, you're also preparing for the next podcast topic, or you're just preparing for something further down the road. So, you know, where does the time then like allow for you to actually catch up with seasonals? You'll find it, but it's way more sporadic than it used to be. And I feel like the season is, I mean, I don't not feel like the season is coming to an end and the summer season is about to start in three weeks yeah, or Speaking so. of which, though, like the summer season... Does look it doesn't look dry, but it, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's let 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 let's get into this then. If you want, if you want to get into this for a bit, yeah. Why not? Okay, so before we go into like the proper like news section, let's just have a quick chat about how the 
summer schedule looks in terms of like what's releasing and uh, I guess if you want to highlight anything that you're excited for or like you're anticipating. Okay, so um, usually I would have a bunch of plan to watch shows. Now, do I end up watching all of those shows in this beginning? Mm, I would say three quarters of it. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I would narrow it down to maybe five or six, sometimes like six, five to eight, maybe, depending on how much good stuff is out there. Uh, I don't think this season coming up, which is summer, is looking too good. Well, I mean, I can I can guess that there's stuff that like it's on your list, but whether or not you are going to watch it is a different thing. Like, for example, like Slime season two. Nope. You're not I, because, because I haven't even watched uh part one uh season two part one yet. Dragon Maid, hundred percent gonna watch Dragon Maid. That is probably my most uh anticipated summer anime. Kanojo no Kanojo. Uh, that was I was I don't want people to know, but yeah, sure. I want to see how bad shit bad this is. I think the one that I'm looking at would be Veritas, Veritas Nakarte. Uh, I'm also looking at um Villainous. Is uh, villainous isekai season two, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I think I'm also going to check out Remain, just because it's a water polo anime. Oh uh, yeah, then, I, I yeah. might check out that PA Works uh, anime about aquariums. I think there was one that's like that. Uh, I have the name here, but it's in Japanese, so I'm just going to let it slide. But yeah, like g- generally, it I think it's probably because it's like with the summers you usually is associated with like movies. So there's actually quite a lot of movies that are coming out. Like, for example, um, there's Free, the fourth movie. There's another My Hero Academia movie. Um, there's a, freak, a fake Grand Order movie. But they're all in, like, September, August. I mean, there is the My Hero Academia, obviously. That is August 6th, I think. Fate, uh, uh, FGO comes out uh, late July. I want to see Bell. That's a good one. Yeah, I think July that, 16th. I think, I think that one is, like, if there is a movie to watch, it probably be that one. I mean, it probably would be in Hong Kong, right? It probably should. But whether or not they have uh, English subs. I'll still watch it with Chinese subs. I guess. I mean, I watch Mugen Train with Chinese subs. Okay. Yeah, fair. I think we're just going to have to accept that. Sometimes we forget. It's like, yeah, we we can actually read Chinese. So that shouldn't be an issue. But one anime that I would probably am thinking about watching that would probably be very under the radar is Kageki Shoujo. Uh, the curtain rises. I think it, there's a manga omnibus that I have that I haven't read yet, and it is basically my. It sounds like my jam. But okay. Well, but, this is all the summer stuff. Which actually, if we're gonna you know start talking about some of the new stuff, there's a show that both Jason and I really, really, really like. Um, I got onto it. Jason then got onto it, and we both just love the insanity. And the, the 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 gorgeous artwork that is Wonder Egg Priority. That's correct. And so we haven't actually fully caught up with it. I think we're like what two or three episodes behind finishing the the season. But we, I think we've been just waiting because we knew that the anime itself wouldn't be concluded through the normal TV series. So they just actually they they had an announcement a while ago that they were going to do a special episode to wrap up. Wonder Egg Priority, and he announced that... Uh, and it's one hour long! It's, it's one fucking hour long. It's essentially a mini-movie. Yeah, boy. So, that, oh, man, look, I'm, I'm ready for the feels. I'm ready for it just to get, like, my, my eyes and my brain just, just 
completely blown out. It will be streaming on Funimation on June 29th at, at the, around the same time that it airs on Japanese TV stations. Bro, there's nothing more hype than fucking hearing the words Wonder Egg Priority Special Edition Finale to be one hour long. Like that, oh, God, I'm so excited for that. Do you think they, they have to sing the song, right? Yeah. Oh, man. There has to be multiple songs, right? Just hearing the opening, it's it's it, again, it's very rare that I ever watch or listen to the openings of most series. But I'll have I, I will I will give Wonder Egg like the thumbs up. Like I will absolutely watch it's the so opening enchanting. Every time. The opening is so enchanting. It's it's really well put together. Yeah, I, I know. Really like it. The, the 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 composition of like some live action clips and then mixing it in with the characters, but it's just like the music that you contrast it with the visuals is just like wow, this is some real gorgeous orchestral shit. And then when you watch the show, you're just like it all makes sense. I candy. it doesn't make sense. It's like eye candy, heart candy. It's oh. it's very warm. It's a very warm opening. Yeah, it is. It is. Um okay. Another show that we like a lot that debuted on Netflix is Kagegurui. Two seasons of it. Now, I, why are we I, mentioning I freaking love Kagegurui. I love Kagegurui. I'm, I'm glad that you also got onto it as well. I I wish season 2 was better than it is even though it is still really good. It's what happens when you you partially go original slash filler right yeah i, I mean it, to be fair it's like the the original novel slash manga i forgot manga you, yeah it's like they it's it's been coming out slowly so even if they were to adapt the rest of the manga as is there's actually not as much material which is why like the last two years we've been seeing live action kakigurui instead of both tv shows and movies and now we might actually know the reason why it's coming out so slowly which is the people who are behind Kagegurui is signing on to a new project, multimedia project, called High Card, which yep. is about poker. So multimedia projects, you know, usually like these, these are, um, they're, they're not small. They're, they're huge in the sense that they'll be rolling up manga, TV shows, music, collectibles, merchandise, like this thing requires like months if not years in advance of planning um and that would explain like you said why Kakuri has been kind of quiet in terms of the the anime front and this is a partnership with uh kadokawa tms and sammy so it is three different places uh three different studio uh not studios uh, what do you call it like production i mean guest studios that is collaborating on this so it's a very big deal yeah it's pretty cool that like not only is the you know the the author of Kakidori um, working on it, but his younger brother is also working with it too. So it's basically like a a, a family project. Yeah. Uh. So they showed um a cons uh, like a a poster concept art of uh. Have Have you seen it? Yep. It looks pretty sick. I like it. It's a very it it's a very nice poster. Uh, it's a bunch of dudes. I think there's one or two women, and then there's like a car. It's like a card. Yeah. It's, it's like it's literally called high card. Yeah. So uh, we don't know much else other than that, and we will probably watch whatever anime that is uh, coming out because they confirmed an anime. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be done by Leiden Films, which they they do decent work. They're not the biggest name, but like I, mean, I you like Steinsgate, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been disappointed by anything that was Leiden Films. Uh, other wrong. side picnic for me. Okay, I haven't watched it, but it was all right. Okay, that's I. Yeah. Right. Well, but what isn't that. all right is poor health. 
Yeah. So I think you know when we were talking about doing, um, well, actually in our in our last news updates, uh, we had talked about the passing of the mangaka for Berserk. Rest uh, in peace. And so, of course, you know, it, it brings to light, you know, the, the working conditions and the, 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 the mental health conditions of these authors, of these artists. Well, unfortunately, you know, one of the, the biggest names in terms of manga and anime, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, the mangaka for Gege Akutami uh, has recently posted, or at least, you know, through uh, their publishing company's uh, Twitter, that uh, they'll be taking a hiatus from producing more Jujutsu Kaisen for the time being, uh, citing that they, they need rest, that they're mentally unwell. Well, not, not necessarily mentally unwell, but they definitely need to take a step back and uh, take some time to recuperate before getting back into uh, producing Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, to be fair, um, the the mangaka later on stated that the highest will be around one month yeah, on but, Twitter. Yeah, so I it's think, not yeah, that long. Not that long, but I think you know they'll very much need to have that one month because um, we don't need to divulge too deep into it, but you know we have had a look at um, rough ideas of what a mangaka's schedule would look like and the fact that you know days off don't really exist sick leave doesn't really exist and if they do sick leave usually coincides with a hiatus because of how severe uh, and how long these illnesses and these mental breaks uh tend to be so look i, I think like as much as we love Jujutsu Kaisen the the, the, the anime was fantastic it's yes. on netflix now as yeah, well it's on netflix now but at the same time we also care way more about the mangaka's health and rather than take the time they need to you know take a break you know, catch a breath, catch their breath, and just you know enjoy the better things in life before finding themselves ready to get back to work. So this news of the hiatus came out right after the publishing of Volume Sixteen in Japan, and Volume Ten in English came out not too long ago. So, um, take all the time you need, basically. Yeah, look, I mean, Season One was fantastic. Um, it's on Netflix now. Go ahead and watch it if you have watched it. Hey, do your part in supporting Gagatami. You go ahead and you know if it if you can find the manga in your local bookstore or if you're gonna buy it online, uh, do just do what you can. Give them you know the support you can whilst they're taking their time off, and just enjoy the fruits of their labor. It's it's a really really good anime, and I'm sure the manga will be able to live up to the expectation if you've already caught up to season one. So hype! It's 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 great. I mean, what was it? The Shibuya incident is the name of that arc. We that one is, I think it's like multiple volumes long. It's like I think it's like one or maybe even two volumes just for that one arc alone. To be fair, it's like you, when we talk about shows, uh, talk about um, properties like like Naruto or or um, One Piece. Like, yeah, like volumes can take up like you know one arc, but at the same time, it's, Jujutsu Kaisen is st- technically still in its infancy. It's still a very young manga. It sold fifty million. It's doing. It's oh man. In terms of like the trajectory, um, in terms of how many volumes sold by the time the fifteenth volume released, it was actually on track to beating the numbers that One Piece had posted. Like that's phenomenal. That's crazy. I mean, granted, you know, in terms of like the digital age and like the ease of access when it comes to buying digital manga. Yeah, I can see like you know the, it had some help compared to when One Piece released, you know, back in 1999. But hey, like let's not take anything away from it. It's it's doing fucking phenomenally. Yeah, it is. 
So our well, last piece of news what, is what else has been doing phenomenally. Okay, Jason? yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, this so, one's the weirdest. This bit is of news. the so I don't know how to explain this. Okay, so do you like horse racing? Yes. Do you like cute girls? The cute anime girls. I mean, doing actually, cute sorry, I do not really like horse racing. Do I like cute girls doing cute things? Yes. Do I like monster girls? Kind of. Right. Well, how about cute monster girls doing cute things in a horse racing anime? So Uma Musume is exactly what Will described. There are two seasons of it. Season one was made by PA Works, which did Sakura Trick and Shirobako. And then uh, Studio Kai did season two, which is the same studio that is that did Super Cub that is airing right now this season, which I really, really like. And we reported a while ago when I was talking about Super Cub that Studio Kai is not doing very well in terms of financials. And um, they're in debt, basically. But here's the thing. Season two, the volume one Blu-ray of the anime sold more than 55,123 copies in the second week, making it a grand total, as of right now, a 167,153. Now, you may hear those numbers and think that those are actually pretty small numbers in the grand scheme of things. And you are kind of right, because as we said earlier in our last episode, you know, Blu-rays are pretty expensive and no one really does physical media anymore except the diehards. But here is the thing. The number that uh, Uma Musume Season 2 Volume 1 Blu-ray did, it broke the all-time record for cumulative sales of a TV anime single disc, which previously belonged to Evangelion Volume 10 with 131,166. So it beat it by over 35,000. Like, Will, what is this? I, I don't understand. I, I Have you watched any of Uma Musume? One episode. How batshit weird is it? So, uh, to, I'm going to spoil a bit of season one, episode one, which was the girl uh, arrives at uh, the horse race, uh, like the, the racetrack, and it's just like, you know, like starry-eyed, like super hyped and like, oh, these are all like my idols and stuff like that. And then behind her, who we later found out is like a coach or something, ends up touching her calf. And it's like, wow, this is a really strong calf. As you, as you would do if you were talking about a horse. Yes. Except that in this case, the horse is a half horse girl. It's it's not like a, a BNA slash B-Stars kind of situation, is it? I don't know, but I stopped watching after that. I was like, okay, Monster Musume, which is that harem monster girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, can yeah. get down with that. Like, that's fine. But that was just... Hey, look, man. Season 2 is holding a pretty solid mal score of 7.97. Yeah, and the first season was 7.29. So it's a dramatic increase and i think just to put some numbers in perspective um i I can't necessarily confirm but i did see that like most seasonal like box sets for for blu-rays at least in japan 
they go for around twelve to thirteen thousand yen. Yeah. So roughly a hundred to hundred hundred twenty to hundred thirty bucks US. So you're saying it's sold more than fifty five copies, right? In the second week, and a grand total of one hundred sixty seven thousand. So just in that second week alone, roughly that translates to about seven point five million dollars US, which is no small feat. That's 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 a pretty that's a lot, especially for physical media, right? Mostly everything is now online when it comes to buying digital um, videos or digital manga or like just streaming it from like a service. So actually buy is actually getting numbers from buying physical media. Seven point five mil US is is huge. It beat Evangelion. It yeah. beat Evangelion. It beat Evangelion. Like anytime people talk about anime, like you 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 talk about NGE. People know what the fuck you're talking about. People ask you, what the fuck is this Musume monster Darby, whatever, this horse girl Darby? I just, oh God. Okay, okay. maybe we're not getting it, okay? Maybe we don't. Maybe. Uh, um, uh, Horse racing, a lot of people like horse racing. A lot of people like monster girls. I think monster girls are cool. So if you combine the two, you know, maybe... Match made in heaven, I guess. Oh, just to crunch the numbers as well, since it sold 167 cumulatively, that's just over $21 million US. That's 2.17 billion Japanese yen. Bruh. I don't understand this. Bruh, the COVID economy is weird. Is that what it is? We're all locked in, so it's like, what the fuck are we going to buy? Oh, look at this. There's a box set for Horse Girl Darby's. Dude, I've lose faith in humanity, so I'm just going to go with Monster <laughs> Girls now. Is that how it is? I kind of get that. But to, to be fair, look, hey, props to the company. I mean, the fact that you've mentioned that they're going through some financial troubles, I'm sure this is, like, good news for them. Hopefully, you know, with whatever they continue to produce, you know, hopefully Studio Kai is able to balance out the books. To be fair, though, like, that of that sort it, it's not as simple as let's just make as much money as we can like you know like there's a, definitely a lot of different ways in handling their debt but look if they can continue to keep doing work hey hopefully they'll continue to sell a fuck ton of blu-rays and, and maybe the terms and conditions of their contract or whatever so maybe they would get all the money from the blu-ray maybe they get half or you know whatever we don't know and we will never know do you own any blu-rays Nope. I only have one Blu-ray disc, and that's for Sin City. Wow. Yeah. The first Sin City? Yeah, and Sin City came out 2005? I have HD DVDs. Does that count? Yo, that shit died fast as fuck. Hey, I had that on my Xbox 360. I loved it, okay? Yeah, Sin City came out, and that was the sequel. Sin City came out in 2005. Boom. Got it right. Look. If you watch Uma Musume season one or and or season two, you really like it or you really don't like it, let us know. I need to know what everyone is thinking about this anime because I I just need some sort of explanation. I'm not trying to diss anybody, their tastes or Studio Kai or PA Works even. I just want to know what's so good about it but i don't really want to watch it is that bad will i don't really want to watch it let's just put it this way 
Uma Musume season two on my anime list in terms of its score ranking is in the top six hundred of their database. It's five hundred and ninetieth. Now think about how much anime exists on the database. That's fucking incredible for such a weird niche anime. Okay. All right. So that's the news, right? Well, I that... guess we're sold. I guess we have to watch Uma Musume then. Okay. Okay. You're going to bite the bullet on. You're going to you're going to take the bullet on that one. I'm not I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sure, whatever. All right. We'll report back. We'll report back in 2 weeks. Yeah, sure. I'm sure you would get there. Who the fuck knows? Who? Yeah, who cares? All right. No, not who cares. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure people care. We care. That's why we're trying to figure out. We care to find out what the fuck is up with this shit. Hey, who knows? Maybe like, I don't know, two weeks or a month down the road, Will will be like, Jason, you know that horse derby girl anime? This shit is good. It's really good. And I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just, let's. Let's watch it. Yeah. And Who then knows? It might be lit as fuck. It might be fucking legit. Did you say lewd? Lit. Oh, I thought you were going to say lewd. I don't, I don't care if it's lewd or not. I, I, I just want to know if it's good. Okay. Well, that is the end of our news section. Yeah. And instead of taking our usual break, because we don't have a what we've been watching reading section, we're just going to dive straight into our main discussion topic. What do you think, Will? Well, I mean, the fact that we ended off on a weird sports anime, we might as well go into it now. So cue, a, cue a, a terrible transition into today's topic. What are we talking about today, Jason? We're talking about sports anime, Will. Yo. So before we get into it, let's just be clear on the whole sports anime thing and our levels of appreciation for it. Because I think it's, well, quite clear based on the sort of anime and manga that Jason and I consume individually that we're going to have different perspectives on certain genres, certain topics. In this case, the genre being sports. So I I I would say like for myself, like while I really like anime and manga, sports is my thing. Like I I fucks with sports. I I you, you get down with the sports, bro. Down and dirty, man. Like fucking like I I watch a, a fuck ton of soccer. I'm down with basketball, like gridiron football. I do. I I'll, I'll watch some volleyball if fucking Japan or China's playing. Um, any sport really. I've probably spent time watching either live or like through streaming. So I can get down with that shit. So for me. Uh, my bachelor degree was in health and kinesiology, which is essentially sports science and movement science. Uh, all my, uh, I guess, friends at that time were all like personal trainers, athletes, and stuff like that. I was very involved in the sports department at my uh, bachelor's univer- uh, bachelor uh, degree university. So I really like sports. I would have it ESPN on all the time when I was in the U.S. Same. Uh, it, it it the it's either that or uh my video game like uh output input input so then it was either video games or sports that was it i played a lot of sports and obviously i majored in it so i really like sports i think like for me as well like even if it was gaming and all that like with the housemates i lived with in california we were either watching football on sundays or we were playing madden so i don't play sports games 
at all. None of them. None of the sports simulations, right? No Madden, no, no FIFA, no no two no K. Nope. They're None. they're fun. Oh no, I'm not. They get I, they get they do get stale after a while. Though I'm not dissing it. It's just more like I just never got into it. Mm-hmm. That's all. But I have friends who play. All of the above. Oh, I know. I know people that like just like can't winning put... eleven. Do you remember winning eleven? Yeah, it was huge in, in Hong Kong and winning Japan. Winning eleven is yeah. Then well, I mean now it's like no longer it's no longer about winning eleven, but now is pro it PES? E- pro Evo. Yeah, yeah, pro Evo, uh, pro Evolution Soccer. So, also, I love anime and I love manga. So, it comes to no surprise that I consumed a shit ton of sports anime and sports manga throughout my anime consumption career yeah it took a while for me to get into sports manga and anime i think i think it was because it wasn't so much like i wanted to keep the two separate it wasn't like oh like sports should be sports and anime should be anime like that that's that's not it like, that's just like a really like really really limited way of, of of trying to separate the two genres it's more just for me watching the sport like i i like the passion when it comes to the athletes you know really dedicating themselves to achieving success um, you do like to see like the backstories of you know how they got to where they are, um, but the main thing in the end is you just like to see your team win or at least play a, a valiant a valiant effort to trying to win. So you know like whether it's watching you know the the FIFA World Cup, whether it's watching the Olympics, um, maybe watching the Roland Garros or any of the you know the major tennis events. I'm always like hyped with that shit. But when it came to sports, anime, and manga, like it actually took me a while to get into it. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, like um, I watched and read a lot of Ice Shield Twenty One, which is an American football manga and anime, which to this day is still probably my favorite of all time, more the manga than the anime. But we'll get to that later. Um, it was only really like in the last month that I actually started consuming sports manga and anime. Right. For me, I've been consuming it throughout. As I said throughout, like my anime consumption career, I usually like sports from a perspective that I usually cannot get when it comes to watching a live action uh, sports game. I think mainly, for example, one of the things that I really like that I think a lot of people either don't like or just outright hate about sports anime and manga is like the time freeze or like things slow down and then. You go through flashbacks or what the character's thinking, and then it's like pages and pages or minutes or minutes of the anime or manga, and actually the ball is still in the air or something like that. But to me, that is something that is a perspective that I cannot get from watching uh, the games because it all happens so quickly or it's you know instinct and muscle memory. And from a biomechanic sports science point of view, I really like techniques the way things look, and how authentic something is. And it's just really hard sometimes to see it even in person or, you know, a recording of a live-action game because it's normally, it happens so fast. And decisions are made in a split second, and you see none of that. And I think sports, anime, and manga, one of the things that, the main thing that appeals to me is it offers that perspective. Yeah, I think when it it comes to, like, the live sports thing, it's... It's because of the fact that things can happen so fast that it can immediately generate hype, right? Like, for example, seeing, like, a guy immediately, like, pulling off, like, a split-second, like, back heel flick to unlock a defense. Or to see somebody be able to tip a ball immediately 
once receiving it to the basket and getting someone to do an alley-oop. It's like, it's one of those, oh, damn, dude, did you just see that shit? Yo, did I just fucking see that? Like, it's those kind of hype moments. But when the inverse happens in sports, anime, and manga, that split second can drag out for like a whole five minutes because you then slow down. You go down to the character's brain and you're thinking, you're looking around and everything is happening in slow motion. But you're literally seeing the thought process. You're seeing things unfold. It's a different appreciation. I can I can get down with it too. I think there's just, of course, like a different level of prefer- preference between you and I in terms of what appeals to us about sports anime and sports anime. What do you mean sports anime? Oh, oh, oh as, in like, as in the idea of sports, the idea of anime, and then sports anime in general. Like, because like we, 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 when you combine the two, right? Like for me, like I'm looking at the sports anime from a more I guess sports perspective. It's it's weird. I mean, like in the I still care about like character development. I still care about you know the the, the journey that the characters go through to get to where they are because it happens in real life as well. But for me, it's still still very much like the spectacle of the sport that I like. You know. But you know what is an infatible fact is, you and I both like sports. You and I both like anime, and we both like sports anime. So even though we come from two different places, doesn't mean that. We cannot agree that all of the above is awesome. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's like I don't have to agree with everything to respect you know that, right? Just because you like the Pats doesn't mean that I have to start hating you, even oh, though you God. support a terrible fucking team. Yeah, okay, fine, you're, you know. You're like calling however, me out. However many fucking Super Bowls y'all won, sure, whatever. Calling me out, man. It's just... okay. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan. I've gone through terrible years, except for that one championship. I, I feel like very few people, uh, not very few, but some people would just be like, what, what are they talking about? It's sports, bro. American football We're talking teams. about fucking gridiron, bro. So, well, the fucking end zone, bro. Why don't you uh, take off your jock cap and put on your professor cap? Oh, so this is where we have to be a little more academic. We we need to take a step back and actually analyze this from further afield, right? We're not actually on the field anymore. We're actually off the field. We're in the classroom. So, uh, welcome to the good anime palette sports one hundred one sports uh, anime sports. No, History of Anime Sports 101. Uh, we're Sorry, joined... we, we don't offer um, academic credit for this whatsoever. No. This is just uh, extracurricular. Uh, there's no <laughs> prerequisites, though, so that's good. Hey, you... exactly. You're free to join whenever you want. Right. Um, we are your professors, Professor Jason and Professor Will of the Good Anime Palette. Yeah. So just to be clear, okay, it's like, like, you know, all jokes aside and all that. Usually whenever we put together dockets and research, like, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to admit Jason usually does quite a lot of the the heavy lifting. Um, I think it's just you know one of the things that he's really good at in terms of putting together a nice stylized docket, getting all the information ready, having everything presented so that you know when we're ready to present this podcast, whatever topic we're doing, we know the flow of the episode. We know what we need to talk about. We know the points to hit. This time round, though, because it's sports anime, even though I'm not, I wasn't as into sports anime as a genre i'm really into fucking sports so this time around your boy will went fucking ham uh the dormant person the beast was unleashed i went hard in the motherfucking paint motherfucker you swear so much today what's going on will is it because of sports it has this, to be because of sports this, this, isn't this it this is the sports man this is this, so dude dude like whenever i sound very dude bro whenever aren't I'm, you whenever i'm like Personally, any sports. When I was playing soccer, basketball, water polo, fucking like even track and field, I would cuss a lot. 
it's just a way to, you know, in- intimidate the opponent. Hey, stand up. Stand me up, man. Come oh, at me. Okay. So I'm going to come at you now with some history of sports, anime, and manga through l- the l- years. L- lay it on me. Lay it on me. So we got to go. Can I take, can I, can I like do a recline on my seat? And yeah. Just... Uh, break out your, um, your notepad as well because you're going to be taking notes too, right? Oh, damn it. Is this lecture recorded? Uh, well, it will be now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. So gotta get the PowerPoint slides later. Uh, we. Oh, so our school portal doesn't actually um, allow for students to download things offsite. Um, this is all school property. So um, if you were to take this off, that's a breach of um, student-teacher confidentiality and all that. Okay, I just need to make a couple of gestures to the people in the back of the room. It's nothing special. It's just like we're just. We're di- not an accredited university, man. Nah. We're like the University of Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) No one is going to get that, but okay, let's go. Okay, so we got to go back almost 100 years, back in 1928. So the animated short film called The Animal Olympic Games, which is directed by Yasuji Murata, uh, is usually regarded as like the first ever sports anime. And, you know, it came out in 1928 because it actually was inspired and then therefore developed due to the the Summer Olympics that happened that year. Now, if you could actually get footage of this, we would love to see it, but I don't think anybody has any footage. Bro, this is like pre-World War II. No, I know. Yeah, I know. I know like, I'm saying. It's like if you can find it, it's probably in a museum somewhere. <laughs> to be fair, you probably could actually find it because there's a lot of those digital museums in, it's in like Japan. like archive. There actually are like some pretty dope uh, digital museums in Japan. So like you pr- they probably would have those preserved. But so Animal yeah. Olympic Games. Yes. So it's a f- so the first sports anime is a furry sports anime. Bro, I didn't really read into it. This, is, this thing is ancient as shit. But we're gonna start fast forwarding things because we now need to go into the boom of history of in the history of sports anime and manga. So traditionally, when it came to Japanese sports, you know, usually we were talking things like combat sports, right? Like karate, kendo, judo. Now. Because of the Japanese school curriculum, um, they deemed these sports as methods of promoting belligerence, aggression, violence. And that wasn't an image they wanted to have, especially within the school system. So they actually banned students from participating in these kinds of uh, sports. But uh, fast forward up to like 1950, the ban was lifted students were now able to freely explore whatever sports they wanted and boom that led to like a, a major boom in sports now we also need to take a closer look into i mean of course there was the the, the tragic events of the the second world war all the way up to 1945 but you know in terms of you know the japanese american interactions the americans actually brought over quite a lot of sports Right? Especially baseball, right? Baseball, one of them. So actually, in terms of, you know, Japanese sports, you know, they very much, like, love their judo. They love the karate. They love their archery, like, kudo. But baseball has actually become, at that time, the nation's most popular sport. So there was, like, a massive boom in baseball manga. So it started off with um, manga series like Do- uh, Doka Ben and the Star of the Giants. Uh, in terms of, like, sports anime and manga baseball is the most featured one at least when it came to my research from uh scraping data from wikipedia so two things i would like to chime in here the first thing is it is interesting that kendo judo and uh what was it oh karate was deemed too aggressive 
But whenever I think about those three sports now, it's about discipline. Exactly. It's about discipline, finding your inner peace. It's about self-defense. It's about not using it as an act of aggression, but uh, to to further strengthen yourself and your resolve. It's it's almost like an act of control, right? Right. Because in the end, like judo is not so much an uh, act of inflicting pain on somebody, but more the act of submission to and prevent can- someone to caused further damage upon you and others and kendo isn't just swinging a sword like a maniac it is really like calculated and like a couple of hits and that's it yo have you ever done kendo before uh my friend did so when i was in japan okay this is of course pre. you have to do times. footwork with yeah. a wooden sword we had, we had we had the we had the the whole like, we had the swords uh we had the whole robes and everything we had to practice footwork. that was the hardest part like it wasn't even like the the swinging of the sword it was the footwork you have to do it for like a month so I had I had a crash course for a day. Um, so when I was in um, Fukuoka about two years ago, I actually was able to take part in this um, this one on one slash two on. It was it was two other people with me, um, and with a kendo master that was down in uh, Fukuoka only for an hour though. But literally for forty five minutes, it was just footwork. Ten minutes of uh, knowing how to swing the sword, and then the last five minutes was just smacking each other in the head, like actually like executing all the movements. Bro, that shit was fucking hard. It's not easy, but it's also like, extremely fun once you manage to actually pull off like a proper maneuver, knowing like your proper footsteps and landing a hit and scoring a point. Like scoring a point was awesome, but it hurt so fucking much to get hurt to get hit. So then, my second point that I want to make was when Will earlier mentioned that he went all in on this docket. He didn't just go all in on the docket. He created an Excel spreadsheet of sports anime and I guess a bit of sports manga as yeah. well. Which is why he has that statistic of baseball being the most featured sport in the genre. So, um, yeah, in terms of at least, okay, again, I have to reiterate, all this data was scraped from Wikipedia. So, of course, there's going to be other databases, you know, like my anime list, uh, any chart, or even just in general, like Crunchyroll forums and all that. Or even just going through Crunchyroll and Netflix, right? Uh, I'm not going that extensive. I'm not fucking crazy. But I also do like sports and manga and anime. So, I'm going to do the best I can to at least put together as much information about this genre. So, in terms of baseball, baseball has around 14 to 15 series whether anime or manga and that's that's a fucking lot because the next closest is actually basketball now which is funny to me because basketball is not necessarily like a, a major sport in japan like the japanese basketball league is is not as as competitive i'd say and you don't really see that many like international japanese basketball players but when it comes to like fictional basketball right like your slam dunks, your ahunosoras, your kurokono baskets, they're fucking massive. People love that shit. Actually, speaking of slam dunk, when I this is like 15, 20 years ago, I went to my cousin's place. He was like he's several years older than me, and I this I knew how big this shit was because he had a whole wall just full of slam dunk manga. So I have to admit something, which is I I love slam dunk. I watched the original i mean there's not like there's only like the one series that has over 100 episodes but i actually have a slam dunk jersey in my room that's sick i have mitsuri who is basically the three pointer mm-hmm. uh i like him a lot so i have his jersey in my room 
I wear it from time to time. That's especially le- in the summer. That's pretty legit. Yeah. So yeah, I- I'll, I'll take a photo and I'll show you. Sometime. See, that's the thing, right? Like basketball itself, not necessarily that huge in Japan. I mean, it's it's way bigger in other parts of Asia, but when it comes to fictional basketball, fucking massive. Volleyball comes afterwards too, in terms of popularity. And volleyball featured. And volleyball, I think, is something that makes a lot of sense because I feel that the uh, volleyball teams, both men and women, were pretty good. Especially the men nowadays are also really good. Yeah. So Hi- there was yeah. Uh, I mean, high right? Exactly. Yeah. So like, if we go back into like the, you know, the the historical side, um, Japan's women's team and men's teams were doing quite well. In fact, like even like in in nineteen seven nineteen sixty four during the Summer Olympics, that actually took part in Tokyo at the time, uh, the Japanese women's volleyball team actually secured gold. So this meant you know one, there was like further eyes, more eyes, more popularity in women's sports. Therefore, like it started to create more of a focus on shoujo and jose demographics. So manga and anime that were more geared towards a female audience. So there was actually a uh, a anime called or, Attack Number or, or, or One. Jason. Because Jason. Jason likes shoujo and Jose, right. so so anyway, Attack Number One uh, was deemed to be like the first sports entity that was more geared towards a female audience, and it actually helped to create like a you know more introductions to a wider diversity of sports. So let's say for example, like tennis and ballet, or like ballroom dancing, and all the more obscure sports that you don't really see, they started showing up. There's a lot more of that. Um, then we move forward into the 1970s when merchandising was used as a you know a main way to boost sales for anime. So say for example like Speed Racer, there was like ways to sell merchandise like toys and figurines and all that beyond the manga. Um, other stuff that started coming out from the 1970s was like Attack on Tomorrow, Dokuben has mentioned, as well as uh, Kinikuman, which is like the wrestling um, anime manga. Then we move forward into the 1980s. Now, this is the time when it coincided with science fiction and fantasy. So that's when those genres started increasing. And you started seeing more of the you know sports manga kind of dropping down. However, there was one series that despite not, you know, really... It was, it was doing well in Japan, but it was doing insanely well elsewhere. And I'm talking about Captain Tsubasa. I watched it as a kid, 100%. It was really... It was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, at the time, Japan was not, like, a massive um, soccer nation. In fact, like, they never actually made any, like, large tournaments up until, like, the 1980s, 1990s. I think they only made their first World Cup in, like, the late 1990s. Um, so it influenced a lot of football players. I'm not going to go through all the names. You're probably not going to know who they are. But that was a, that, that's when we started seeing a, a bigger resurgence of sports, anime, and manga. So now we move forward to the 1990s and 2000s, and we start seeing more obscure sports like fishing, uh, jet ski racing, boat racing. Uh, but then, of course, then, because fantasy, sci-fi, those things were kind of driving the 80s, why not merge the two and try and add some fantasy elements into some of the sports that we start seeing? So Ice Shield 21 had some fantasy elements. Other sports, they'll also have that too. Uh, and as I was talking about the more obscure sports, this was also around the time we started seeing more sedentary sports. So sports that was like not necessarily like physical. Like you're, you're, imagine like chess, mahjong, go, shogi. Those are those are we considered sports because the competitiveness, the skills, and the strategy required of it, you could deem them to be a sport. But that's why they're called sedentary and not physical sports. And now, uh, 
we will there is a section that we will talk about sedentary sports in detail but to just be really brief about it i know a lot of people would you know frown upon considering things like show like like chess uh shogi go as sedentary sports or sp- i mean sports in general yeah or you know you um you know for example evo the fighting game tournament that is you know one of the biggest fighting game uh, tournaments of the year it, it, it premiered uh it's got streamed on espn and i remember very distinctly there were people on facebook or on twitter that were just being like why is street fighter in replacement of sports center for example you know and we will address that topic specifically but we will consider these sports nonetheless and rightly so um but as jason mentioned we'll go hard that shit later now fast forward into modern day times more contemporary times so like we're talking about the 2010s and beyond up until now this is when you know hey we talk about like sports and hype right we talk about when this is the good shit this, this, this is the time where it's like yo you want to see some real crazy motherfucking shit about to happen this is the real crazy motherfucking shit that's about that you're, you're gonna have to watch. So we're talking shit like fucking Kurokono Basket, Yo yes. Bushi Pedal, Baby Steps, March Comes Like a Lion, Jahayafuru, Ace of uh, Diamond, and then Haikyuu. Yep. If we're talking about the king of sports anime right now, I don't think you can really contest Haikyuu. Yeah. Now, Haikyuu, if you don't know, I mean, like, I knew about it, but I never watched it really in the end. Haikyuu is a volleyball anime. Volleyball manga originally, which ended. Yeah, the 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 manga ended last year. Last year, and yep. the anime is still running. Um, but you should expect that there's going to be a an end date soon. They need to have a season five because the cliffhanger for season four is so massive. It is insane to me. I'm dying. I kind of want to read the manga, but I want to watch it animated. Will it'll come soon? It'll come soon. Maybe, who knows? Maybe um, maybe you just need Japan's women's or men's team to... Hey, actually, you know what? Since you know the Tokyo Olympics are around the corner, and it's in... It, it, Yo, no. no if, if, if one of the men's or women's team wins gold at the volleyball, season five confirmed. Okay, so basically, guys, um, when Tokyo Olympics is streaming um, live on your television stations or on the internet... Can you just imagine everyone's just screaming to the top? It's just like... <laughs> Guys, just do it. Just do it for the good anime palette. Do it for the anime community. Just high Q, high Q, high Q. Yeah. If if Japan's men's or women's volleyball team wins, hey, you're welcome, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like go, go, let's go, high Q, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, like, like that's the thing. Right? I think like when it when it comes to like sports anime and manga, like it's it's not just like oh we're gonna make an anime about sports and then that's it no a lot of times actually there is like influence or coincidences that coincide with real life events so say for example like the the um japanese women uh volleyball anime i was talking about right attack on tomorrow that came out as a result of japan's women's victory in the 1976 summer olympics as well as the um fivb which is the the volleyball international volleyball uh competition uh they won world they won they won the world cup they, they, they came first. They won gold. Um, All Out uh, is uh, a Japanese sports anime about rugby. Japan's not necessarily like, okay, when it comes to Asia, Japan's probably the best when it comes to rugby. But when you go up against powerhouses like 
New Zealand and South Africa and England and Wales. Like, ooh, you guys stomped. But back in 2015, when uh, when the Rugby World Cup was happening, Japan was playing against South Africa. Now, South Africa at the time, they were two-time world champions. They won the World Cup twice. Japan beat South Africa. It was fucking crazy. Like, no one had ever expected this to happen, but this was deemed to be the first major success of Japan's rugby team. A year later, All Out, the Japanese rugby manga, got adapted and it, and it aired later. Yuri on Ice, rising stars like Mao Asada and Yuzura Hanyu, they were killing it in the 2010s. Like, if we're talking, like, ice skating, they were the leading figures. Like, they were practically untouchable. And Yuri on Ice was inspired by that. Captain Tsubasa, they did a 2002 edition, which, you know, at the time, Japan was co-hosting the FIFA World Cup with South Korea. Yawara, which is a women's judo demonstration, a, 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 a judo anime. At the time, women's judo was just a demonstration sport for the Summer Olympics in, the 1998, in 1988, before officially becoming an official sport in the 1992 Summer Olympics. And then... Last but not least, this one actually, like, I knew about it and I haven't really got into it, but then you got into it first and you told me I had to fucking watch it, I mean, read it because I fucking love soccer. Blue Lock. Now, Blue Lock came out as a result of the 2018 FIFA World Cup, which France had won by beating Croatia 4 2. Japan didn't have a very good World Cup. In fact, like, Japan's team, whilst they have good players, they never really make it past the round of 16. I forgot which team they lost to, but I think they lost, they, no, they lost to Belgium. Belgium. They lost to Belgium three two. It was a very close group. Belgium, I think, were ranked like in the top three at the time. So it was a very valiant effort, but they never had that cutting edge to push them past the round of sixteen. It was always the fourth match, no matter what, that they stumbled at. And so then, like, I think the the manga kind of revolves around trying to figure out ways to push Japan into the next level. What Japan needs to be able to get to the top. And Blue Lock is a, a a very, very good manga that was very much inspired by the fallout of the Japanese national team when they didn't make it past the round of 16. So we have mentioned a lot of anime and manga titles. We are not talking... We're not going to go in-depth on each of them now, but we will in a later section. The reason why we're trying to give you these reference points now is so that when we talk about the anime or manga specifically later on, you will then understand the significance of some of these properties or how they emerged or like what was why things got so popular. Yeah. I mean like sports and anime like sports anime like it's a hundred year journey. Like it took a while to get to where it is now. And it's not as straightforward as oh Here's an oh shit moment. Here's a hype moment. Therefore, sports anime is great. No, it's there's a lot of things that go into it that make it the powerhouse that it is now. In the in, in the sense that like you know, if we talk anime, there ain't nobody that don't know about Slam Dunk. There isn't anybody that doesn't know about Haikyuu. Them shits are like at the fucking top when it comes to anime in general, not just sports. So we wanted to sort of lay out the foundations of where it started, what it's, you know, developed into and why it's so important in, you know, today's, you know, general anime society. Afterwards, in after the break, we're going to go into more of the opinions and the personal reasons as to what we like about the genre, the general perceptions of the genre, of the genre itself 
And of course, if we have time, we also have some recommendations too. No, we will have time to give recommendations. I I'm I definitely want to give recommendations. We'll right. make time. Cool. So I, I did a quick tally just before we go before the break. The top one hundred animes and specials about sports under the sport genre. Yeah. Can you guess how many of those one hundred I have watched? Sixty-five. No. Okay. Okay. Not, okay, not. Fun, okay. Forty-two. Closer. Forty. Lower. 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 Okay. Thirty-nine. It's like it's thirty-four. I so think. you've read. You've pretty much watched one third of like sports anime manga in the top one hundred on Mal. Uh, if you don't, if you include, uh, if if I have watched Hajime no Ippo, it, that number would have vastly increased. But you know, you, you got to make do, right? Yeah. The point is, sports anime is very important in terms of my anime consumption career. I really like sports anime. It's more of a newfound experience for me, um, but I I can get behind it. Yeah, because sports means a lot to you. Exactly, and that's why, like, of course, you know, when things get elongated and you start like watching like a hype movement kind of like stretch out over it. Like, for example, like one of the. One of the arcs in um, in Slam Dunk, which is like a, I think it was like a a couple weeks, like it was like a, a four week tournament. That tournament took six years to complete in the manga. Oh, I know which one you're talking about, right? Like that's the kind of shit where it's like, why should it take this long? It's like the Cell Games for Dragon Ball. It's like every time you look at the next episode, it's like, why the fuck are they still doing the Cell Games? So the Slam Dunk, uh anime okay we're, we're gonna digress but I'll, I'll end on this point the slam dunk anime is about a hundred episodes i think yeah uh i actually i i need to double check uh will can you help me out here but the point is if i recall correctly because it has been a while since i watched it they only went through two tournaments 101 episodes okay so they went through two tournaments and they we're about to go to a third, and then the anime ends. So it's like read the manga, and I'm like, and oh god, yeah, but it's good, it's good. Well, there's 31 volumes of of slam dunk manga you can consume. There's so all much. officially translated in English. There's so much. Okay, let's let's take this break. Yeah, all right, we'll catch you in a minute. Uh, we will go over you know some of you know the popular opinions and maybe some hot takes of sports anime manga and then of course we'll give you some of our suggestions if you haven't already watched them you probably have but we're gonna go and tell you again why they're really fucking good so sit down warm your bench you know have your energy drink Yo, on this hand is, this is the time when like when you're actually watching live sports and it's half time so you have that 15 minute break before you get back into the sport so this is the point where like you know you go make yourself a sandwich or you go get yourself a beer make some popcorn uh you know go to you know do a bathroom break and then we get into the second half. But, uh, Will, isn't this uh, episode of Sports Anime, Good Anime Palette Edition, has been sponsored by someone? Ah, so, <laughs> funny enough, we actually managed to get a sports sponsor for this one. That's correct. What is it, Will? Yeah, so it's called a Team Waku Weabutsu. Whenever you're ready to get on the field, you're looking around, you feel the blades of grass against your shins, and you need to score that one goal to help win. You look around your teammates, your shoes, your boots start to flicker. It's powered by teamwork. It's powered by friendship, cooperation. 
you all all you need is your team to rise up together to attain success and win together. Team Waku Wea boots. Uh boots are sold separately. Buy one bit one free. Uh pro- uh product may not represent true performance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, when I was a kid and I was like, you ever you ever watch Power Rangers when you were a kid? So I bought like Wait, I actually, what kind of question is that? Of course yeah, I watched Power so Rangers. I bought those fucking Power Ranger belts and I was like, yeah, pop it in. It's like, why have I not transformed into the Red Ranger? What the fuck? Gotta take a break. All right, we'll catch you in a minute. All right, peace. Back to the second half of the Good Enemy Palette podcast. The co-hosts are getting out of the locker rooms and getting ready to get started for what we hope to have a scintillating second half. Uh, they had a very valiant display in the first half, but I think we're quite ready to see some of the you know the more juicy, the more hype moments of what this Good Enemy Palette podcast can uh, provide to the crowd. So uh, we're going to go back to the uh, to the live broadcast. Uh, back to you, Jason. Yes. Hi. Uh, the first half was filled with some heated verbal exchanges and opinions as well as some uh history lessons because i i feel like that sometimes uh athletes need to show where they come from in order to sort of show like the progress that they have made since then so i think uh reporting live from the courts i think both will and jason are ready to go i think i I think you we 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 saw a really really strong display from the first half but if anything you know the the battle's only half won uh, so we're going to have to wait and see how the second half unfolds. They had us in the first half. Let's see if they have them in the second. Yep. Just a reminder, today's broadcast was brought to you by Team Wakawea Boots, Human Dropbox, and Isekai Motors. Now, we're going to go straight into the second <laughs> half and what we hope to... <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. So, uh, <laughs> this is like today's broadcast was brought to you by Sprites, Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh the Sprite and Mountain Dew did not sponsor our podcast, but if you... nor would they ever, you know, feature us, you know, the dual broadcast. Usually, you just have one major sports drink. Almost always, it's Pepsi. No, no, no. It is uh, the Picari Sweat. Okay, what's what's the Picari Sweat fiction in um, Haiku? Haiku? I asked you. I don't so, remember. Sakari something. Sakari Sweat. Okay. Or no, what's that? A famous sports brand in Japan that they all have. Mizuno. Basic, ASIC, 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 ASIC. So, yeah. Um, back to ASICs. So Jason and Will is here. We're back from our break. Uh, we tried to make a funny b- intro, but I fell apart. My bad. Yeah, it's okay. Anyways, um, so we kind of wanted to backtrack a little bit because we did talk a bit about sedentary sports. Um, you know, so we're talking about like shogi, go, kurata. Um. When we talk about sports, we have to remember as well that it's a very wide-ranging genre uh, in that, you know, we're not just talking about, like, teamwork sports, like, physical sports, solo sports. Uh, We also include things like auto racing, right? So I talked a bit about, like, boat racing, jet ski racing. In the world of sports, I think, especially, you know, for the purpose of this podcast today, we're also going to include stuff like car racing, drifting. So 
Initial yeah, D. Initial D, essentially. Wang Gang Midnight, uh, and to an extent, Redline as well. But we'll talk about those uh, more in depth uh, as the second half unfolds. So uh, I want to reiterate that everyone's definition of sports varies. Uh, you get the very traditional, you know, uh, athletic sports definition of it has to be a physical sport, solo or team. So therefore, all the chess, all the all the shogis, all the goes, all the I don't know, like video well, games, well, I mean, to esports. Be fair, you, you could still have like solo sports. I mean, like tennis and golf and all that, bowling, right? Darts. Um, but in the end, right? Like we're not just talking about the physical elements of a sport. We're also talking about mind games, mental dexterity, strategy. Um, patience, calmness, and all that. Like, now, there's a lot of factors that contribute to what people will consider a sport. So my primary singular, like if there's one thing I have to say that constitutes as a sport, it is competitiveness. Yeah. That is the quintessential barrier that needs to be crossed in order for me to say it's a sport. Actually, yeah, that's a good point because there is, for example, like if we talk about like competitive sports, poker is considered a sport. Right, it's a card game, but you know you can still apply a lot of mental strategy and dexterity into it. But there is a clear definition, at least for our podcast, in that just because it's a card game doesn't necessarily mean it's a sport. So, for example, like TCG trading card games, right? Like Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Magic the Gathering, we will not include those as a sport simply because of the fact that there are factors in which there are elements of pay to win in which you can modify the base deck of cards you have whereas with poker you're always stuck with the same 52 cards no matter what now there are a lot of intricacies and a lot of you know amendments addendums appendixes whatever you want to call it that you can add to any argument but for us primarily whether it is sedentary or not that is sports that would revolve around more mental dexterity, more strategy. Like, again, we keep mentioning those same couple of ones. uh, Go, Shogi, uh, Karuta, which I will mention very much later on. And also just... Big Chaifu fanboy. Yeah, I know. I'm such a big Chaifu fanboy. But uh, just esports in general. Like, if we talked about about video games uh, in an earlier episode, I think episode six. Yep. And... And anime, and I would consider definitely that a lot of uh, esports is considered sports. And whether or not you agree with that or not, I mean, like it's okay to not agree. But for us, right now, Will and I, it counts as a sport. And if you really want to pick it apart, we will call it sedentary sports. But there are sports period yeah so i i guess this is like a moment for us to sort of you know discuss the the realm of sedentary sports and and where it really fits in within this genre because i think like some of the really popular sports anime and mangas are actually sedentary sports i mean like if you're talking like in the 2000s you had you had a hikaru no go uh then you also i had... I, I read all of it i really like hikaru no go right and then you also have stuff like jahaya Furu, you have um march comes in like a lion you have saki um i, I think generally like when you when you, anytime you think about sports anime sports manga your mind immediately gravitates towards like the likes of like captain subasa slam dunk um, fucking haiku. As you well. know the ones that reflect the sports you see on TV that tells you it's a sport, right? Like if it's on ESPN or Sports Center or whatnot, like that's what you would 
deemed traditionally as a sport. But when it comes to the realm of sports anime, whilst those are very popular sports to watch in anime manga form, actually, like people like take notice of the other ones, like like for example, like Go and Shogi and Kurota and um, and, and Mahjong as well. And similarly, the if we go back from sedentary sports a little bit. Even sports uh, like ballroom dancing, like Welcome to the Ballroom is one anime that I really, really enjoyed. It is definitely physical exertion, mental exhaustion, competitiveness. It has all the traits that I would consider a sport. Red line, uh, for any Formula One, real life Formula One races, those people undergo so much mental and physical uh stress you know with g-force and stuff like that initial d it is you know all about reflexes is all about racing understanding how your car works and things like that it is a sport 100 percent. yeah and then there's always going to be that argument of like oh but like mahjong right like that's just luck right like it's not always based on skill like you just be really lucky and win anyway right but like even then re- like regular like quote-unquote traditional sports there's hail mary passes there is last like there's, half court there's shots. always there's always an element of luck as well right like for example like if you're playing an out like an outdoor sport like soccer right like what if the wind changes direction like in the last second as you prepare for a free kick or like you're going for a save but and all of a sudden because it's raining the ball is like wet and slippery so therefore you can't get as good a grip on the ball like there are a lot of conditions that can change the the pace and the, the outcome of a sport and it's in the same way where like if you play mahjong you play shogi you play go and you make one wrong move it can really like you know crush your strategy and so then like these are the kind of things the kind of john the, the kind of, of series that we don't necessarily see like the, the mental aspect the emotional aspect that goes behind um you know an athlete's mind right when we're talking about like volleyball soccer basketball the, the results show itself like why people care about the sport like people will care to win people care to you know see like six shots people can just see you know crazy goals being scored and all that but when it comes to mahjong when it comes to go the the, the level of technical ability and strategy that goes behind a successful gameplay the, that's you're, you're not really going to see that like played out in other sports so as of right now, we have mentioned everything that we have mentioned is something that is based on real life. Yep. Uh, the sport of whether it is racing, volleyball, basketball. There's live broadcasts of poker tournaments. Bro, there's even yeah. professional lumberjacking. Exactly. So uh, there is tons of that. But you see, when you go into anime and manga, oh, as boy. it always is with anime and we manga. We to do this, huh? Yo, this is a sport that I'm really hyped about, Yo, too. Anime and manga just looks at real sport and go, yeah, but this is this is really good, and we have a lot of those. But what if we made our own sport up? And of course, in true fashion of anime and manga, when the weebs unite, they shall create fictional sports and fictional sports in anime. And one of them, Will and I watched... When did we watch it? Like about, I'd say like half a year ago. And it, I, what is this? What is, what, what, what is, first of all, what is the anime, Will? We're talking about motherfucking Keijo. Okay. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, however many exclamation marks it has. Six. It's, it's, it's great. 
Okay, it's a really. It's not called motherfucking. Uh, it's just called Keijo. It's just called Keijo, but it's very hype now. Uh, you might ask Jason and Will, what is Keijo? It's butt wrestling and boob wrestling, butt and boob wrestling, but on a platform in the water. Yeah. Now you will hear this and go, okay, Jason, Will, you're crazy. Turn off the podcast. Oh, that. Oh, that's why you're watching this show, like purely for the sports element. Yeah, you'd be fucking right. This is literally we watched it because of the fact that it's an intense sport. They play it straight. This is the crazy part: is that the the premise is so absurd, and this is why I want this to be the first anime that we uh sports anime that we talk about because and eventually maybe even recommend right. It's on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Not not even maybe will recommend. I recommend it because it is so off the wall crazy. It has the underdog story. It has the training arcs. It has the competitiveness. And it has even the absurdity that anime is defined by. And they play it so straight and serious that you it has so much heart. I, I don't You buy into it. I right? don't understand why I like it that much, but I do like it. Like, is it an exceptional anime? No. But is it a good anime? A hundred percent. Bruh, they go hard on the technique and strategy they talk about how like when you whip your hips and like you do it at a certain angle it actually causes like physical degradation and therefore you lose stamina and your whip attacks are actually like weaker over time there's a physical therapy kind of session that they go into that is just completely unnecessary because who cares but also they do care and they really thought far into this. So when we say boob and butt wrestling, yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, we're not we're not like kidding you. And then when they get into the super moves, it is like, oh my god. And the references as well in the yeah. show. They're so fucking hilarious. We won't spoil any of them. We can't because it's not fair. But yeah, you just have to watch it for yourself. It's on Crunchyroll, it's on Funimation. There's 12 episodes plus six episodes of an OVA. Just go ahead, go ham. It's, it's a good time. It's 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 fun, and like we're not like we're not shitting you either. We're not doing this as it's like not a, a bit. This is not a fucking meme. Okay, we're not memeing you. We are legit endorsing Keijo. Go ahead and watch it. If you have a Crunchyroll Funimation account, you absolutely have to watch it, or just sign up and just, you have a plethora of other manga and uh, anime you can check out too. So before the break, I kind of put Will on the spot and asked him how many sports anime. I have watched, and then that number in the top 100 on my anime list is about 32, 33, mm. which is a lot, I admit. Now, I have noticed a very particular trend when it comes to sports anime, which, to be fair, is not that hard to be able to discover, which is, it seems to me that sports anime and manga split into two kind of categories. There is the serious sports anime that focuses on the sport and the players and, you know, like uh, like how to play the sport well. They show the games. They show the matches. And, in fact, if anything, the character development and stuff is kind of like the downtime, the, 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 the low in the ebb and flow of um, game and then rest and then game and then rest or training arc and then game, you know, so on and so forth. Then there is the other side, which is even though a sport is being highlighted as part of the sports anime, it 
actually takes kind of a backseat towards character development, uh, characters overcoming their adversity, uh, people changing their ways, being better because of a sport rather than them playing the sport on an in-depth level, on an intricate game-by-game basis sports anime. And then that inadvertently then helps to highlight the sport itself. Right, like you get to see all the elements of that character developing, like you know, being a better uh, person when it comes to teamwork, having more of an ego, having more assertion in terms of the, the outcome of a game. Like you see all these characteristics develop as the anime develops. Therefore, you can start to see how this bleeds into the sport itself, and then you can have a newfound appreciation for the sport. So, one of the mangas that I read for uh, this episode. And I am so glad I did. It's been on my plan to read list for ages. As I said, I really like Slam Dunk. The mangaka recently came back from hiatus to continue. But let's see how long um, the, the manga series will continue on for. It is called Real, which is about wheelchair basketball. It reminds me of uh, Murder Ball. Do you remember yeah. that documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one's also about like the Paralympics and uh, wheelchair sports. And it is, it's really good. The documentary of Murder Ball is really good. But also, real, the manga about wheelchair basketball is really good. Now, Will, you have you have read a couple of chapters. I a read, couple, a couple. Yeah. I read like seven volumes of it. I, they, 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 you know, they don't hold any punches when they call this manga real because it's really real in terms of like the the pitfalls of getting into the sport and like the the trauma i'm not really gonna spoil too much on the storyline because by doing so you really kind of eliminate a lot of the significance of it but the point that i'm trying to make here is that even though that manga is about wheelchair basketball there isn't that much wheelchair basketball being played. Rather, it focuses on these three people who, because of wheelchair basketball or because of their interactions with each other, either learn or grow or overcome adversity. Yeah, I, it's not one of those like typical like oh you see trick shots and sick plays or like you just watch like a whole like David versus Goliath kind of like underdog story. Like no, this is like when it comes to actually like focusing on the the, the sport that is wheelchair basketball, you're going into the minds and the character interactions of the people involved in the story. It's more like a character drama with sports rather than a sports anime in the traditional sense. Yeah. I think another good example of this, which is an anime, which, Will, you have seen some of, is Run With The Wind. Yep. I have seen all of Run With The Wind. Uh, It is an anime that was made a couple of years ago. I think last... 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is made by Production IG. It is 20-something episodes. I think two curves, so 24, 25. Yep. It is about marathon running. There is... To be fair, there is quite a a decent amount of training and in the end they actually do run the marathon yeah. and i watched like six episodes and they're still training yeah i know because they have to qualify but the pay and the payoff is unfortunately at the end when everything comes together and everyone runs the marathon and then it is just so good 
but the payoff is so late. And it's all character development with some running here and there that if you are just into it, expecting that it's about running all the time, you are going to be disappointed. I guess in a sense as well, right? Like, I, I think, like, Ping Pong, the animation would kind of fall under that umbrella too. Absolutely. Because, like, yes, there are, like, quite a lot of, like, Ping Pong matches. I mean, the fact that, like, the whole story is revolved around one major tournament. But I don't think it, the Ping Pong itself is the center of focus. It's more rather, like the the carrier to like learning more about the characters themselves got to smile right right you just gotta you gotta be the hero find that mojo you know it's like find the reason why you want to play ping pong in the first place we consider ping pong the animation which is made by uh your boy it's made by uh fucking (laughs) masaki yuasa uh who did devil man crybaby among many other things but devil man crybaby is on netflix yeah but this one was not done by science sorrow it was done by tatsunoko productions that is true but ping pong the animation is oh it's elite it's 10 out of 10 100 i really teared up i think you and i both teared up. i definitely teared yeah, up. i got emotional too that one monologue it was so good and you're right it is definitely character drama that happens to revolve around ping pong i think that that doesn't mean that it's any less of an anime or if if a sport if a sports anime focuses on sport means that it's a lesser anime because it it abandons a lot of character development no 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 we're not saying that but there are two different kinds and if you go in expecting one rather than the other you might not appreciate it as much or you might not even that's not what you want yeah we're we're not trying to say that like you're missing the point of these shows and whatnot or like you need to look at it from a different it's more just like you have to understand that with these kinds of series, it's a different kind of appreciation. Like you're not going to be sitting there and waiting for you know the main character to bust out like a crazy slam dunk or score a goal from like the halfway line and like pull off a play to save their season or win a championship. No, it's you. You look at people through their personal struggles. You look at them trying to face adversity but keep getting knocked down or just being lost because of the fact that you know they were once amazing at the sport but then couldn't find their way back to the top and have therefore then sunk themselves into a deep depression and trying to find ways to well maybe not for themselves but through the team they have around them to get themselves back up to the perch that they, they once set on so this rule of these two different types of sports anime also even applies to sedentary sports yep so I like the Monogatari series, which is made by Studio Shaft a lot. It's my favorite IP in general, even though none of them are, I would say, 10 out of 10s. But they're very good, 100%. I keep saying 100% today. Then Studio Shaft also did March Comes In Like a Lion, two seasons of it. It's about a player who plays shogi professionally, uh, and he is uh, like a high school student. It is a very character-driven drama, and they do play shogi, but shogi is not really, how do I say it? It's not really about shogi, but it's also, without it, it is not Marsh Comes In Like a Lion either. So that contrasts with another sedentary sport anime that Will mentioned earlier that I adore is Chihaya Furu, which is about the competitive sport of Kurata. If I had to explain it, it is... It's word association. It, it basically is. 
Uh, what is that YouTuber? Uh, pros? Pros? Pro ZD. Pro ZD. It's his favorite. It's his favorite uh, anime uh, of all time, Chihaya Fudu. And I love Chihaya Fudu. Even you thought that I would put it in my top 10. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't is because I think a lot of people won't understand Karata. But it is, would be in my personal top 10. I remember I tried to watch it before and I got to the first episode. <laughs> and, like, I tried starting it. But I think it was just one of my like my own personal biases at the time when I was just like, hey, if this is meant to be a sports anime slash manga, where's the hype moments? Why am I not like trying to feed into like this 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 person trying to to grow and become the best that there is at their relevant sport? And Chihaya Furu does do that. It doesn't focus a lot on character drama that much. It focuses on actually playing the sport. It also features a woman as the main protagonist, which is rare, and they do it really well. And they spend, I think season three came out very recently, I think 2020. 2019? And then it jumped into 2020. Yeah. I think it was like December, January, I, February. I think it, 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 officially it came out winter 2020. Right, and yeah. then it lapped over to twenty year yeah. 2021, right. So um, in there... I would say half that season is dedicated to games being played. And it is intense. It is crazy. And all the themes that you've heard in any of the sports properties of live action, anime, and manga are all there. Underdog, uh, the veterans trying to recapture their... uh, their their once placed high, you know, like their once was high pedestal high. I'm I'm lost for words, or uh, you know, the young blood, you know, overtaking the the old people, the new ways of strategy versus the old traditional ways. All of these team sports, sing uh, individual sports, mental exhaustion, improving techniques, discipline. Chihaya Furu has all of them. It is really good. And it's about a sport that you probably never heard of. I think one thing I do want you want to go over as well is, which we didn't do earlier, is just to basically list out all the sports that actually get featured in anime. It's a long list, but we're just, this actually just helps to show like the breadth that there is in terms of sports anime. And that there really is no limit to what you can feature. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and also what you would... Want what we would consider sports. Yeah. All right. Drop so, it on us. Will. All right. So we got baseball, basketball, association football, known as soccer, volleyball, boxing, prism dancing, American football, known as gridiron, gymnastics, shogi, swimming, tennis, cheerleading, competitive cheerleading, figure skating, horse racing, ice hockey, kendo, mixed martial arts, airsoft, auto racing, badminton, climbing, cycling, golf, judo, mahjong, professional wrestling, street racing, uh, air rifle. Ballroom dancing, beach volleyball, billiards, competitive karuta, uh, competitive yo-yo, diving, go, high jump, highway racing, hydroplane racing, inline skating, jet ski racing, kabaddi, karate, kart racing, keijo, kyudo, also known as Japanese archery, lacrosse, long jump, motorball, which is a fictional sport ba- uh, set in the world of Battle, uh, Battle Angel Alita, almost at Battle Star Alita. Motorsports, motorcycling, naginata, competitive quiz bowls, rugby union, 
uh, different from rugby league. Uh, scuba diving, skateboarding, ski jumping, softball, sumo, surfing, table tennis, track and field, water polo, weightlifting, as well as wheelchair basketball. Okay, so I am going to look like an idiot because as you're listing those uh, sports, it's Karuta, and I, I, mispronounced, I mispronounced it. I mispronounced it as Karuta as well. It, 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 it's like the Higurashi when it's Higurashi. Higu and Higa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm such a bad person. Hey, man, vowels are hard. Ka, ka, karuta. Karuta. Uh, did I mention that uh, English is not my first language? It's Nor actually, Japanese, really. English wasn't my first language either. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's like that just basically shows that like when it comes to making a sports anime or sports genre... Uh, sports manga the genre is fast there's so many sports out there that like you might not have considered a traditional sport but there are people who would be like yeah no that's competitive this is this is a competitive sport i call it a sport i'm gonna back it i'm gonna support this shit i wouldn't be surprised if in the future there's a competitive lumberjacking anime you i've been saying this since episode zero i feel that anime and manga can be about anything and could make it interesting like jousting like wine tasting like remember human jousting human jousting okay <laughs> okay back onto like our, reg- our regular scheduled programming so um we were talking about you know sports manga and anime that you know we would deem as one specific category in which the more of the focus is on the character as opposed to the sport and, and then of course there is the focus which is the sport in general, right? So when it comes to those kinds of shows, one that comes to mind, which I absolutely fucking adore, and it's it, it, it's a newcomer. Um, I think it's uh, it came out around three years ago. Uh, was licensed in a, it's it's a it's a Netflix original on um, yeah, it's a Netflix original called Kangan Ashra, which is a anime focused on. Uh, mixed martial arts uh, so it was originally a manga uh, and man the, the anime is just oof the the level of technical ability and strategy that goes into the anime is just because i watched a fair amount of mixed martial arts like i watched a fair amount of usc events I've watched uh, some boxing as well. I've been to ufc events before when they were um, actually like going out to macau so when it comes to watching the show itself and seeing how mostly accurate the grapples are, the takedowns are, like when it comes to stuffing a takedown, having like good arm and leg defense, going for knee shots instead of going for the upper body to weaken the opponent to reduce their stamina, or like when you're going for like a a, a grapple and you're putting pressure on the rib cage to reduce their lung capacity so breathing becomes harder. That level of technical ability going to the show is just like fuck me this is amazing it's crazy they went to that level because most of the time when you're watching a sports anime it's just oh dude has a really powerful kick dude has a really good jump shot dude has a really really strong uh forearm that can throw a ball like 100 miles per hour cool but when you're actually breaking it down and seeing like the movements of the character and how it actually translates onto screen it's it's done very well to the point where, like, I've seen a couple of YouTubers who are, like, you know, professional or semi-professional fighters breaking down those scenes and actually reenacting them. There is, like, a strict... You can tell they put a lot of research into the show. Um, now, I know that you tried watching a bit of it, and admittedly, 
one of the things that people kind of complain about the show is the use of 3D CG. Okay, so I have a problem with 3D CG. Not that like a grudge, but for example, I've heard from multiple people, including yourself, Will, that Kengan Asher is really good. I've heard from multiple friends that says Kengan Asher is really good. I just, or like Knights of Sidonia is actually pretty good. I couldn't. I tried, it, but it, it's so, it's just, it feels, I don't know if it, 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 I don't think it's bad per se. It just feels odd to me. And then when, do, do, I, do you know what it is? It's because you got spoiled by Land of Lustrous. Basically, uh, Studio Orange, who did uh, Land of Lustrous and Beastars, is the shiznit. And if nobody else can do 3D like they do, then I don't really don't bother. Care. Right? <laughs> I don't really care. Polygon Pictures like to talk to you. I did like. I I am reading. I mean, speaking of things I put on hold, I am reading the manga Knights of Sidonia, and that one was they actually the 3D. Even though the art style is almost exactly the same, I feel that it is much easier to um, appreciate. To be honest. But back onto King of Ashra. If you like mixed martial arts, or you just like fighting in general, and you're not like down with like the typical shonen fighting anime and manga, check this shit out. It's really good. I can guarantee that it'll be a fun time. If you can look past the 3D, I'm actually personally okay with it. I'm not too fussed about 3D, but I can see why people like when watching it, they're a little bit eh about it. So now that Will has pushed Kengan Ashra, I'm gonna. I mean, I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna trade off, right? with shows or mangas that we like. The next one I'm going to push for is Saki. Yo, okay. Made in yeah. 2009 by Gonzo Pictures, I think. Yep. Yep. It is about Mahjong. Now, uh, as someone who grew up in Hong Kong, yeah, I have... Ma- Mahjong is life, dude. I mean, look, I... You go to any, like, Chinese family gathering, you go to any, like... Like family banquet, like my aunt and my grandma, and there's yeah. gonna be like six tables, everyone playing mahjong. Your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, your friends of friends, your your brother, your 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 dad's friends, your mom's friends, they'll be hitting them tiles on the table. I mean, not I, I don't like. I feel that some people are really immersed in it, and I feel that it is not necessarily everyone acknowledges mahjong as uh, sometimes even as a legitimate kind of uh, pastime. Yeah, but in in, in the end, whether you're, like, you play it or not, like, it's still part of the culture. 100%. And it also uh, has, uh, you know, uh, evolved into, you know, Japanese people play Mahjong especially, and their variation of Mahjong is slightly different than the Chinese Mahjong. Now, as someone who has understanding of the mechanics of Chinese Mahjong, I was still able to uh, understand quite a lot of it because a lot of it is the same. They just have Japanese words for it other than one or two exceptions, which is the stick, which yeah. I will get into later. You like the stick, right? I mean, like once you've explained it. Because, Richie? Yeah, the Richie, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. But Saki is about a Mahjong club because in this fictitious world, there is Mahjong players, professional players, it's treated like a professional sport. There are sports leagues. There are high school leagues. You know, pros earn a lot of money and recognition. And it's about this girl called Saki 
who plays with her family and always tries to not win or lose because she doesn't want to piss off her family members. And because of that, she has developed a quite unique set of playing styles and skills that a regular person would not acquire. And that trope is very common in sports anime and manga where this one character has this one talent that surpasses the expectations of everyone or is that one trick pony that carries this person before they can develop a multitude of skills. So why is Saki good? Because it is so dramatic. So dramatic. It's also funny too. They've got some good like it's got some good comedy gold. Yeah, they definitely did. And um, one other thing that I definitely appreciate with Saki, which I have seen almost half of season one. There's 25 episodes. I've, I'm up to episode 10 or 11. They show the hands that the Mahjong players have. And then they kind of uh, go through the thought process of these people. So despite them having some kind of fantastical elements because it's anime and manga, of course there will be some crazy shit. The the grounded uh, uh, playing of Mahjong is actually done very well. And in fact, you can even pause the anime when they show the hand and then hear what they say and actually understand what they're doing and how they go about their hand and uh, winning or losing. And that is one of those things that I really appreciate that sports anime can provide that just watching like a bunch of people play Mahjong in real life, I could not understand or get. It's a fun time. I, I definitely like watching it. I mean, like, I haven't watched as much as you have, but I mean, I, I could see, like, why you're vibing with it because I vibe with it too. It's a fun time. So, uh, I I like Saki a lot. Will, what is your next pick for sports anime or manga that we haven't mentioned yet? Bro, okay, I mean, I, this is where it's kind of tough for me because i've only really gotten into the genre quite recently i mean for me it was always like it was always on the periphery i was always down to check it out but because there was like so many other shows on my to watch list that the sports anime that i had like pending never really like kept moving up to the top worth like must watch lists you know so at the time i was like watching like dark hedro i was watching like um i was watching like helsing ultimate i was watching uh black lagoon and all that so yeah it, it definitely took a while for me to get into it but you know once i started watching it i started understanding okay this is why people care about haikyuu this is why people care about kuroko no basuke this is why people care about yoimushi pedal which actually yoimushi pedal i would recommend um I don't know how popular it is compared to the other other sports anime and manga, but we're here to highlight yeah, them, right? I, I really like Yoimushi Pedal because it starts off with... Uh, uh, just so that we're clear, what sport is it? Uh, it's about uh, cycling. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it starts off uh, following uh, the main character who is just just like us, just like you and me, a weeaboo. And he really, really wants to join the school's anime and manga club. But because of low attendance rates, low participation rates, the manga club has closed. And he gets all real upset about it. He decides, you know what? Like, I'm going to go cheer myself up by cycling all the way from my school to Akihabara, which is where you can buy all your otaku goods and merchandise. Now, the school is situated really, really, really far away from Akihabara. But he cycles there every day. 
And because there are times when like they might sell limited edition uh, merchandise or figurines or even like music CDs, he needs to get to, this, to Akihabara as quickly as possible. And on his little, you know, city bike, or just basically, like, it, 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 at least like when I was in California, we called those bikes cruisers because you just cruise along like the beach, right? So then he's biking along and everyone's just like, why are you biking on this thing like up this hill? This, the, the bike is not made for uphill cycling. And then people start realizing, wait a minute, if you can do this on a regular city bike, what could you do with a road bike, like a proper racing bike? And that's when you start seeing a kid who initially had no interest in cycling whatsoever discovered that he's actually really fucking good at cycling. It's got the underdog story, the hype moments, the, the teamwork, compassion, all that. It's just a fun show. It, it, I'm about halfway through. It's on Netflix. You, you find actually that Netflix has a pretty good catalog when it comes to sports anime, you know. So you could whatever we suggest, more often than not, you'd be able to find it on Netflix. So I, I would recommend your Mushi Pedal. Oh, uh, going back real quick, Saki is available on Crunchyroll. Yep. So you can watch it on Crunchyroll. Get your fix there. For the most part, most shows that we were talking about, if it's not on Crunchyroll, it's on Funimation. If it's not there, then it's on Netflix. You'll be able to find any of the shows that we recommend. If we don't recommend it, chances are you probably because you have to buy the Blu-ray box set. So the next uh, sports anime that is based on a manga, actually, that I recommend is unfortunately only available on Amazon Prime. It is Welcome to the Ballroom that I mentioned earlier. I have very little interest in dancing of any sort. I'm not very gifted in dancing. But I always uh, uh, I always admired people who can dance very well. We have a mutual friend that break dances quite a bit or very rhythm, rhythm, rhythmic. I can't even. You know what I'm talking about, right, Will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this anime is about a guy who slowly but surely gets into the world of competitive ballroom dancing and they show all different aspects of like a like different steps different footwork different moves what are they called what do they do you know he, uh usually there's always that one character in the sports anime that is not knowledgeable about the sport and then it gives the opportunity for you know a senpai or a, a sensei to educate the 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 person who is not very knowledgeable which also definitely in turn uh gives us education as the viewer of the sport they go into the point system and ball competitive ballroom dancing uh just trying to find inspiration how taxing it could be relationships within dancing partners and some you know having romantic feelings some having non-romantic feelings, some having, you know, uh, one-sided relationships. You know, there's a bunch of different things because when it comes to ballroom dancing, it's very physical. And um, it is really good. It's very touching in moments and intense. I really like Welcome to the Ballroom. And if you could watch it on uh, Amazon Prime, you should definitely give it a chance. It also has a phenomenal orchestral soundtrack. So that's... That's my uh, next pick. The next pick I have is also on Amazon Prime. It will cost you about $3.99 to rent it, but I think you should absolutely rent it. It's not a TV series, but in fact a movie 
hold hold on a second. So I'm gonna. Are you're looking at me as if like you should know this? You, Red line. It, absolutely. Okay. Red line's fucking amazing. It's technically a street racing anime, but of course, like when I was a kid, like watching Wacky Races, the Hanna Barbera cartoon. That's kind of what it's. Or mimicking. Speed Racer. Speed Racers. It's it, it's Speed Racer, but with like wacky races in between, and it's also like Mad Max. Imagine JoJo as well, as a very kind of it's, fabulous. It's, yeah, it's JoJo Pod Racing. It is really. It's uh, it's about this guy who has to race Sweet P, Sweet uh, GP in uh this course called the Red Line. It is an annual annual competition. Yep. Where they have to race to the finish line. Because uh, that's what racing does. Except, in this case, they do it Mario Kart style, kind of, where you could shoot, injure, and sometimes even kill the the other racers, all in the name of being first. You literally have to sign a waiver, sign your life away, in order to pursue greatness in this um, race. It's really good. The style is extremely unique. I think that it's wacky, right? It's it's phenomenal. I mean, look, it's oh. it's produced by Madhouse. They capture it, speed super well. Yeah, in 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 Redline, don't you think so? It's 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 definitely like it's got some. They, they definitely get the technical aspects of it down. I mean, as much as it is a, a fictional, to, to, to fictional sport because of how fucking insane it is. Like if you're an adrenaline junkie, yo, this is a a really good. The music is fantastic. The sound design's great. It was done by oh man, like one of the script writers. Like he's done the script for like NGE, a bunch of other like big name hits. Like it, they've had people who've been working on the Animatrix as well. And the music is bumping. It's top notch. You, you, you can read. You can you, you can listen you, to it on Spotify. If you like that? You know that techno. If you like that Euro dance? It's got like. A bunch of everything for you. It's just, it's just hype, adrenaline, crazy. Go watch it. And a lot of the movie focuses on the actual race itself. Yeah, there is some lead up, but that's always the case. But they're significant as well, right? Yeah. When you talk, when you, when you focus on the individual characters and you know what their involvement is in the red line race, it adds to like the hype moments. You start watching, you're like. Bruh, like this shit is not real, but I'm fucking down with it. It's I really like Red Line. I even the colors are fantastic. The coloring is so vivid. It's awesome, dude. It, it, it's it's fucking Madhouse when it was at its its best. Prime time Madhouse. Okay, yeah. Look, it's good. Go watch it, please. So, uh, Will, how many more recommendations do you have? I got one left. Perfect, because we're gonna end on high Q after. This recommendation that I have, which is not hype, Q. Right. Blue Lock. We mentioned it. Oh, fuck. Blue Lock is great. Blue Lock is really, really good. Especially because, like, for me, like, I'd say, like, my my top sport, like, my most favorite sport would be soccer, association football. But, like, Blue Lock, you actually got into it before me. You've, been, you've read way more than I have. Yeah, I read all three volumes that are available in English. I think in Japanese there is, like tons tons more i think they're coming out every month that's yeah. how much they want to you know catch up to the current i think the fourth volume comes out this month yes yeah because last month came out volume three yep so blue lock as i said it's about soccer 
but it is about a particular position in soccer, the striker. And Will mentioned about real-life events that uh, get inspired... Oh, uh, no, sorry. Animes or mangas that get inspired by real-life events. Blue Lock is inspired by the World Cup where we, we lost to Belgium, right? Japan lost to Belgium. Yeah. Which we mentioned earlier. So what do you do? Well, you grab 200... Is it 300? 300 of the most well-known strikers in Japan under 18. Put them all into a gridlock dormitory and have them duke it out soccer style. It's, It's soccer hunger games. It's soccer hunger games. And if you lose, you lose the opportunity to represent Japan forever. As in your career is done. Yep. You can no longer be associated with the sport of soccer. And everything is determined by rank inside the the blue lock, they call it, the blue lock. Yeah, everyone gets assigned a number. Yeah, and the ones who are at the top of uh, the food chain gets all the amenities, luxuries, top-of-the-line sports consulting. But if you're at the bottom, all you get is pickled radish and rice for your dinner rather than steak. I like this one as well because it's like it's unlike the other ones where like you very much I mean of course I haven't read as much as you have but one thing that ties a lot of sports anime together is camaraderie and teamwork whereas from the get go with this one it's more this is this is a death battle you have to ha- you have to develop an ego you have to have that killer instinct you like it, it mimics real sport as well because there there are several players in the world of like soccer that i, I really admire but even they've gone on record to say like look as a as a junior as like an under 15 under 18 player like you of course they get on well with your teammates but you have to push them to the side you I'm- have to exceed them you have to be better than them in order to have a chance to represent the best of yourself and make a name for yourself in the world of soccer. I mean, or the, world of any sports. The new coach ex- said basically exactly that because there's no ego. Everyone is for the team. But because of that, no one stands out. No one's willing to be the one to push the envelope, push the limits. So therefore, Blue Lock was invented. Uh, as uh, Will said, I read uh, all that's available in English right now up to volume three. And they do go a lot into the, the 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 soccer playing. They don't. There is obviously downtime as there is with any other sports anime, but they really do go in depth into the sport. They go in depth into the the background of the characters and everything. And in a way, it is like an in between area of going into the sport itself and also for character development. Because when you're in a Hunger Game situation. There's backstabbing. There's betrayal. There is friends until we're enemies or enemies until we're friends. You know, like it's it's all all over the place. Drama. It's I mean, like it, it reflects the real world, too. Right. Like, if, for example, let's say like you are a striker for your local team or like, you know, for the national team. Of course, you want to get on well with your teammates. But if someone else is doing better than you and they have their spot, you have your spot. You have to do whatever you can to make a name for yourself and exceed them to get back into the starting team, right? Like, that's just how sports is, it, and it's brutal in blue in blue lock. Yeah, I think the 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 of course it just is a, a lot of exaggeration, but it's not far from like the realities of competitive sport. Oh, you're not good enough, then 
get the hell out. Yeah. That's essentially it. Yeah. And that applies to real life, anime, everything. If you're not good enough as a player, you get sold to a different team. Or no if, sympathy. If you're not good enough for that team, you get cut. And then you have to go to a lower league or you have to go to a different country to try and secure like a starting role. That's, That's just the reality, right? Well, yeah. Another thing I wanted to do in terms of like, this is again, me just sports geeking. Um, this is also very similar to like the rise of, of Captain Tsubasa in which, you know, they really glorify and highlight the attacking position of soccer. So, like, the striker, the forwards. I do notice that, like, since the blow-up of Captain Tsubasa and, like, a, a, as a reflection of Blue Lock trying to find a good striker, a lot of, like, really, really good Japanese soccer players are usually in attacking positions. Like, your Kazuyo Shimiuras, your Keisuke Hondas, your Shinji Kagawas, uh, your Shinsuke Nakamura's. Not as much in the other positions. This is just me sports geeking. But right. it's, again, like it's a reflection of what people really want to see. People want to see that selfish striker, that selfish forward that has the killer instinct to take Japan to world glory. All right. So that is my final recommendation before we go a little bit into Haikyuu. Will, what is your final recommendation? This one is going to be a tough one because I have to recommend the manga over the anime of but, course but it's it's by far my most favorite sports property within anime and manga and that's none other than ice shield 21 so i watched ice shield 21 on crunchyroll i did i did too unfortunately the, they do not have it remastered in hd it's it still was only in, in 480 yeah yeah which is very unfortunate i'm not even talking about the aspect ratio that's fine because that's like a product of his time but after watching uh, like a couple episodes, I understand what they're going for, but I just couldn't really get into it because a lot of things I felt were very... It didn't age well, right? Not just that, but I feel like, oh, this is an anime, so we're just going to do typical anime tropes of that era, like everyone act all cute, or this one is the bad boy. Oh, That one's the klutz. Yeah, exactly. That one's the laughing stock. But they... There's plenty of anime and manga that do it, do that archetype stuff now, but the way that they do it is just so blatant. There's no subtlety. Like you, like the big defensive uh, lineman who is really good at tackling and stuff. He's just super huge, like absurdly huge compared to everyone else. That's why I would actually recommend the manga. Now the manga, I read a bit, and I have to admit. The manga is, in one word, exquisite. They, there. I even did like a comparison where I looked at a section that was in the anime versus a section that was in the manga in, very earlier on for comparison, and it just looks way better in the manga. The level of detail that goes into each action panel is just exquisite, right? That's why I said, yeah, yeah exquisite. It's just, it's just, just delicious just to watch and read that shit i mean i just have to give a mention it's fucking yusuke murata if you've ever read the one punch man manga and appreciated the artwork that went into it yo i show 21 same guy it's fucking incredible wait really yeah it's it's yusuke murata he's the guy who worked with one to do oh, okay. the... he did work with one i sorry because i was like no one know who's one who one is no no but he it's so because because one Punch Man was originally a webcomic. That's correct. And then like, when it became an actual manga, 
Barraza is like, yo, I'm a little bit ill right now. When I get healthy, I'm work with you. Right. He got healthy and you work with him. Okay. Look, very typical like underdog story, getting to get the grips of a sport that really wasn't all that popular in America. In, in fact, like, no, in Japan, you mean? In, in Japan, sorry, yeah, in Japan. In fact, like there really aren't that many like people that care about the NFL or like American football. But it's just something about the manga that's just like it's 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 awe inspiring. It's just beautiful, gritty, and it's just a good time, man. Also, if you want like a long series that. Uh, anime is like 145 yeah. episodes. Yeah, all on Crunchyroll. Unfortunately, non HD. But I will say this, right? So yep. the anime was uh, adapted by uh, Studio Gallop. Uh huh. But the OVA was produced by Production IG. Yeah. Now imagine if they actually stuck with IG. Oof, mm. whole different story. Yeah. It's it's one of those like we keep talking about like how if certain series had the chance to be revitalized what would it be for me yo if i should can get that revamp i'd be fucking ecstatic i am more of like a modern era sports anime mm-hmm. fan so i i can't really see anything that needs to be remade really badly but production ig nice segue haikyuu we have to end on haikyuu man haikyuu is a titan of its own right now like no fucking joke if, if you ever talk about anime, just anime in general, Haikyuu is up there. So I have to highlight Will's dedication to consuming Haikyuu. Originally, what was supposed to happen was I was supposed to consume a considerable amount of Shield 21, and Will is supposed to consume a considerable amount of Haikyuu. Unfortunately, Jason, I didn't manage to uh, keep up with my promise that much, although I did check out both the manga and the anime. But your boy Will went up till like what three in the morning, four in the morning one time? Yeah. Um I basically watched three seasons of Haikyuu, which is sixty episodes in four days. That's insane. And that's on top of the work and the social I think Stuff. it was at that point when I was just like it was so late at night or like early in the morning. Oh yeah, and that game was happening, and you just had to continue, right? Yeah, it's just like as soon as you got to that specific tournament, you're like, I think I made a mistake. I I, I can't I can't turn this off now. If I do that, like I'm just gonna ruin the series forever. I have to finish it now. That's why when earlier when we were like, let's watch some anime, will, and then you were like, let's watch Vivi. I was like, no, we can't because when we if we do, we will have to finish everything that's been consumed the, the level of emotional investment that goes into haikyuu is fucking real like you of course dude like half the anime is the sport and watching it it's like it's not like oh superpowers and like you know oh the power of friendship and all that it's like no if you suck you suck if you got your shot blocked you got your shot blocked and it's no realistic excuses. yeah it's like it's not like fantastical elements they they some of them have superhuman senses and yeah, but there's not like it's they not, have Herculean yeah. strength or it's not, it's not like Kurokono Basque where it's like they actually have like superpowers. It's and Dragon that. Ball basically, yeah, Dragon Dra- Ball basketball, yeah, Dragon Basketball. But um, with Haikyuu, there is definitely an air of realism in there. I mean, season three, is... except for maybe you know the fact that the main character can jump so fucking high, but like that's the whole point, right? right. It, this is like the David and Goliath story. I mean, season three, you're talking about games. Season three was just basically one, one. One game. One game. Over five sets. 
Yeah, which is it's like when we talked about like the the um, the six year arc of Slam Dunk. That's like that's the standard, right? But like when you're talking about anime here, it's like it's not often you get something that is dragged out so long, and that's one of the key things about sports anime. There are going to be times when you're watching a specific segment, maybe even just like a, a five minute sequence of a sport, but it could take you up to like three, four, five episodes, maybe even half occur just to go through it. But you appreciate every single minute that goes into breaking down that specific sequence. I think it's just, it's just sometimes it's just beautiful to watch. Uh, I have to say though, Will, that season three moment that, um, of my least favorite character having my favorite moment was pretty good, right? I, I would say that was a good moment. Very good moment. I mean, for me, though, it was still very much the end of season three that was just yeah. like, fuck, this is so good. Yeah. This is really good. And season four, if I can say uh, to the top real quick, it's uh, season four Haikyuu to the top part one and part two or season one and season two of to the top. Uh, a lot of people criticize some of the animation and the pacing. I understand that. But... It is, and the buildup of season one to the top is for season two, the payoff, because they do a similar thing where all of that season is dedicated to the game. And it is really good. It is so good. Even when you're watching the training montages and arcs, it's like, this is great because you get to see, like, the personal struggles of the characters, why they want to play the sport, what they what they will do to get better or even just developing a passion for the sport. It's it's really enlightening to see that like, Haikyuu has a pretty good mixture of both. Sometimes some series very much focus on the sport, like Kenga Ashura, or some of them focus a lot on the narrative, like Run with the Wind. Haikyuu is like the perfect mixture of both, where it has the action, it has the story, it has the development, the down moments, and especially the hype. And it is not over yet. The manga oh, series, no, the yet. manga series is finished. So if you want to read it, it is available on Viz Media. But all four seasons of Haikyuu are also on Netflix. That's correct. So get to it. I mean, like, uh, like I don't think I've ever watched that much shit like straight. But it was a fucking great time. So when you said you went all in, when I said you went all in on uh, the sports I episode, wasn't joking. you weren't joking. Like this, this episode was oh, all this was, you. This was my bread and butter. Yeah, man. I'm so happy that we finally got to talk about sports anime because whilst I didn't really get into sports anime, I now know why I should have. Yeah. So any parting last thoughts, Will, before we we'll, go, we'll into- get into it after the housekeeping, I guess. Okay. All right. So, um, that is, mainly the end of episode 10 of the good anime palette podcast you can always reach us through email at g-a-p-a-l-e-t-t-e at gmail.com all one word all lowercase you could reach us through twitter at palette good that's capital p capital g or through our facebook page www.com slash palette good capital p capital g all one word you can also visit our website www.goodanimepalette.com all one word all lowercase you can even join us on Discord. There is an invite link in the show description. Just let us know. Or you can even join our Mal Club, which is also in the show description. Our intro music is Green Lights by Jazar. Our break music is Min 2019 by Minibu. Our outro music is What You Thinking, the instrumental version by Wataboy. You could find our intro music at thefreemusicarchive.org. 
and you can find our break and outro music at pixabay.com. William, what is your parting thoughts? Yo, so I went over that really extensive list of all the sports that are featured in anime and manga, at least you know, in terms of scraping data from Wikipedia. Is there any sport that you feel like should get an anime or manga or that you would like to see in anime manga form? Do you have one? I do. You showed it to me earlier. What is it? Professional tag. Oh yeah, okay. That'd be fucking sick to that, watch. That's I mean, actually pretty I mean, because it's like you you have like it, it, there is a um, there's a parkour anime, right? Is there a parkour anime? Yeah, Princess Stride. It's right. terrible. Don't watch it. Well, then why don't we make it better and actually get some good tech? Because because yo, it's it's got parkour elements. You can definitely make a hype anime or manga out of professional tag. Yeah. One thing I one thing I played when I was a kid, um, uh, when I was in high school, was uh, underwater rugby, and that was fucking brutal. Yeah, you um, told me about yeah, it yesterday. Where you basically have like a large puck that's at the bottom of the pool, and you have to push it from one side to the other underwater. Um, so it requires a lot of you know a, a, a huge lung capacity, and also just pushing past the paint the paint threshold. So I guess my parting thoughts would be that there are so many sports anime and manga out there that we is just impossible for us to cover in such a short span of time especially when we want to have the history we want to have the definition sedentary sports section and stuff like that but i think this is a section where we want to do some i want to do some honorable mentions which is i watched free from kyoto animation i thought it was okay it's pretty boy swimming not really focusing that much on the swimming or technique we talked about yuri on ice for a little bit i I like figure skating a lot. It is very good. And it's also very popular. So you probably have seen Yuri on Ice if you're into sports anime. If not, you should still check it out. There was a one more. Ace of Diamond. And uh, Ace of Diamond's about baseball. Yep. And it goes hardcore into baseball. Like, pull no punches. Just you want to know about the sport? You want to see these characters turn into an awesome team? You're going to get it because there's like a hundred something episodes. My last pick, which is going to be weird, honorable mention, is a fictional sport, which is Girl und Panzer, which is <sighs> Girls and Tanks. Girls and Tanks. I have seen it. I think it's quite good. And the tanking aspect of it, if you've played a game called World of Tanks, it is actually very uh, accurate in how a tank operates. There is a whole bunch of fan bases that are into Girl and Panzer. There's films and everything. So, And there's like some timeline thing that I don't even know about. But you should check it out. Actually, if you're going to be talking about fictional sports, you've played Final Fantasy X before, right? Blitzball, let's it, go! If there was a, I mean, I've played the game just to play Blitzball. If they can make a Blitzball anime, I'd be fucking happy. You can't. I know you can't. But Wait, is Square Enix has an they, anime they, division? Well, Square Enix, they, 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 dude, they produce Full, manga. Full Metal Alchemist is Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix, uh, you, you're listening, right? Okay, you so, heard. <laughs> so, um, you know that uh, weird spherical kind of arena that you have in Final Fantasy X? That's and you, full of water and, and all that. And you go inside, but you somehow don't need to like br- get oxygen because you can just breathe underwater. And you throw like this weird bouncing ball that's kind of, and then the game is kind of like soccer and it, basketball. It's, it's like rugby, soccer, basketball, Quidditch. <laughs> it's, it's got a, so many elements to it. It's fucking amazing. Anyways, it's like, uh, another, just one last point as well. We you, really like sports. Yeah. We can't but, but, stop but, talking but it's about also, sports. But it's also like, 
do you care about baseball at all? No. But do you like like Ace of Diamonds? I like Ace of Diamonds so, quite a bit. That's the thing, right? Like you don't necessarily need to have had like an affinity to these sports in order to appreciate it. Like, bro, like okay, I might have watched like a fair amount of like volleyball, but I wouldn't say that like I'm a diehard volleyball fan. Nor am I like an auto racing fan. I hate driving cars. Right? I have my license, so I could drive. I just don't like driving. Red Line is one of the best anime films I've seen of all time, hands down. And for me, like, I don't really, like, follow, like, volleyball that much, but Haikyuu is my shit. So you don't have to follow the sport. You just have to, like, see if you like the anime. But again, it's a sports anime, a sports manga. You don't necessarily have to like the sport itself. Just give it a shot and see if it's, you know, if it's your jam. Yeah, so... um. We kind of went on for a little bit for right. the parting thoughts, this but is, I, I, I really, I really vibe with this topic. Okay, so, so. I, I, I'm calling this right now. Maybe somewhere down the line, we're going to do a part two of this. We may have to, probably. It depends on what happens next. Like for example, if like Blue Lock gets a, an adaptation. Oh yeah. Okay, so Blue Lock will get an anime adaptation. I'm not, I, I'm not confirming anything, but there is just no way in hell. That the Blue Lock will not get an anime adaptation. Sales wise, is doing well. Yeah, I think it's just like Spy's Family. There's no way that these two properties will not get an anime adaptation. And it better be done by Production IG. Uh, for Blue Lock, and then maybe Wit Studio for. Uh, oh, I see. I can totally see Wit doing for for Spy's Family. Totally, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe CloverWorks is like a you know like a, a dark horse. Yeah, purely, purely yeah. because of their 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 art style. Anyways. We really appreciate you if you're listening all the way to the end. I know we've gone on and on and on, but you know, we, we geek about sports and animes. Of course, we're going to geek about sports anime. It's our bread and butter. Yes. In <laughs> terms of sports, at least. Yeah. And for me, I, I like sports anime and manga. So, Right. Well, thank you very much for checking in. Yo, go kick a ball. Go you know play some basketball. Or even easier, just turn on and watch some fucking basketball anime or some volleyball anime. Hey, uh, and pretend you're one of you're one of the athletes. Just get hyped. Just get, Just get hyped. hyped. All right, peace out, right. guys. Thanks. Catch y'all soon. Later.